Do you listen to all the experts on podcasts and think, no wonder they're experts. They're awesome. They're smart. They're... Stop right there. You're awesome. You have a story to tell, and there really is no one like you. Fellow normal humans, Dahlia Ramahi and Jordan Dreyer share what they've learned in hopes of inspiring you to find your unique voice. This is the Blooming Voices Podcast. Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information. Now let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Blooming Voices. I'm Dahlia Ramahi. I'm Jordan Dreyer. I'm so excited to see you guys, or, well, imagine you guys listening. So, (laughs) um, but today, here we are smiling and laughing, but we're going to talk about aggression, actually. So confronting or standing up for yourself in the face of someone being aggressive towards you, especially for us women, a man. Yeah, and that's very important. How do we speak up for ourselves or what is the best way to handle situations when we uh, experience that kind of aggression? And um, to start us off, I will talk about an experience I had during quarantine early this year. It feels so long ago. I know. um, (laughs) Like we're already at the end of September. Crazy. But um, anyway, so I had... This experience where, uh, you know, as you know, by now we're voice artists, voice actors. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to upgrade my studio, my home booth a little bit. And so I did some research and I followed this company online and I found that they do custom doors. So I thought I needed a door for my booth. And um, so I reached out to them online, chatted with um, an employee and we talked about my needs and I expressed my interest in a very specific custom door that they had shared on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So they told me that it was possible, that they can do it for me, and I was excited. I asked them if the product I had put in my cart was right, blah, 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 blah. And they said yes, and we'll customize it. So story over. And uh, shortly after, I get the product in the mail, and it is this heavy, heavy door, not customized at all. And I'm confused. So I go um, online, I send them an email, ask them, and they're like, oh, uh, that's not what you ordered. And um, I saw that the product they had given me was a discontinued product. Mm. Anyway, long story short, they were willing to work with me because clearly they made an error and I was cool with it. So they were going to go ahead and customize my door. And they asked for my measurements, which I found weird that they didn't ask for it the first time. But I'm like, okay, I I didn't know the process, right? Yeah. So... I gave them the benefit of the doubt. I gave them the measurements of my door. I sent them a video and picture of the booth with the door open and with the door closed. You know, you know, all the stuff that they asked for. And I have the emails um, and it was all done through email. Mm. I'm waiting. And they said, oh, the, maybe I think I, I have to go back to the timeline to look back. But let's just say this was around the February, March time frame. I can't really remember right now. Um, but uh, they said that it would be ready in like 14 days and 14 days came and went I didn't hear anything so I sent them follow-up email didn't get an immediate response sent another follow-up email you know it just kind of went like that Mm -hmm. I had to keep following up with the company finally they committed to uh, bringing it on by a certain date and I was really excited because now it's been over a month since um, they said that they would deliver it I was told that the owner himself would come personally and deliver it to my home because they're not that far from where I live. Uh-huh. So I thought, okay, cool. Uh-huh. I mean, I offered to return the previous product and drive um, to their company to return it. 
And they said, oh, no, you don't have to do that. He'll come pick up the product, the old product that was incorrect and, and give you your new door. So I'm like, that's great. Yeah. That's really nice of them, really right? Nice. So I'm so excited day of. And it's such a beautiful day. I have all the windows open also because of COVID. You know what I mean? I wanted all the windows open. <laughs> anyway, he comes to my home. And I'm so excited to let him in. I show him up to my booth, but he's empty-handed. So he said, okay, let me look at this booth. And then he starts hemming and hawing and whatever the expression is and says, oh, the door won't work. And I said, excuse me? And he said, the door won't work on this booth. He's like, I thought your door opens from the outside. And at this point, I'm very confused. Yeah. Because, and then he told me the measurements were wrong. And then I was like, uh, uh, okay, um, I emailed you everything. You confirmed that you got it. I have the video and the pictures in the emails to show you that I sent you. I don't understand how you would think the door opens on the outside. Yeah. It was a very innocent question. And then he said, well, you made a mistake. And I said, no. I mean, here's the email where I tell you the exact measurement of the door and show you the picture of, of my studio booth with the door open to the inside. It's very clear. You know, you yeah. can't miss it. And then he tried to gaslight me. I used that word intentionally because he tried to keep saying it was my fault. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I told him, I don't understand what level of incompetence this is because you customized the door for the person's specific needs. We waited all this time. I was under the impression you were customizing it. And then here you are telling me you don't even know how a door opens yeah. when it's shown to you in a picture. Yeah. Um, this is like their their work, too. Like you would right? think they do this on a daily basis. And and they do, according to, um, you know, their site. So uh, long story short, I called him incompetent and he got mad. He started raising his voice. I was sitting in my chair and he started hovering over me, leaving no space. At that point, I felt threatened. And as women, we are constantly put in a situation where a man tries to dominate us with physical space when they want to get aggressive. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it happens in every situation, but that is a tactic men use to try to dominate the situation without touching the woman. Mm -hmm. And he was all up in my personal space, hovering over me. There was no room between me and him while I was sitting in the chair and he was standing over me. It was disgusting. At that point, all my hair stood up. I felt threatened. So I stood up and I yelled at him to back up. And what the hell was he thinking he was doing being that close to me, yeah. especially during a pandemic? Yeah. You know what I mean? And as unprofessional as he was, he kept having his mask slip down his nose. And I'm like, dude, come on. We've been at this for a year. You know how to put a mask on yeah. your face at this point. So he kept getting aggressive. He said, OK, I'm going to show you. I'm going to prove to you that you're wrong. He stormed out of my house, came back with a tape measure. And he measured the door. And I'm like, oh, shocker. You measured the same thing that I sent you in an email again right there. Um, <laughs> and he told me, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. I'm like, OK, fine. So then he stormed back outside again. I, By the way, during this process, I was asking him, can you please just bring the custom door from the car? Because yeah. he said it was in the car. And I'm like, let's just look at it and see what we can do if it's salvageable with what you created. And he said, no, 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 we'll have to come up with something else. And I'm like, I don't want to hang a cover outside of my booth. That was the whole reason I asked for an actual door cover. I'm like, the booth is small. Hmm. The door opens on the inside. Why would I want another layer of a really huge, heavy blanket outside of the door? Do you get what I'm trying yeah. to say? That, that was the whole point of creating an actual cover for the door specifically, because it goes over the door. Yeah. Not over the booth. Anyway, he wouldn't bring the cover out. I don't want to drag this story on. Needless to say, he came back with the original receipt and he says, you didn't even order the right product. I was doing you a favor. I'm like, I don't understand what this favor is. I paid for it. 
you guys agreed to to deliver the correct product. He started yelling at me. I asked him to go downstairs. I had to run downstairs in my own home just so I can, because you know my, my uh, upper level is a townhouse, so it's really small oh. and, and kind of narrow. So I had to, I basically had to force myself into the hallway from where he was blocking me and make my way downstairs just so he could start following me downstairs. I didn't want to be upstairs anymore because he was yelling yeah. at this point. He starts yelling and going off that I don't know what I'm talking about. And, um, you know, um, he did everything he was supposed to. And my sister, Dana, who's in her room on a meeting, on a conference call, you know, with her clients, mm-hmm. starts hearing how loud he is. So she gets off her call and comes running outside to see what the hell's going on. Yeah. And she sees this big, tall guy yelling at me and still not trying to give me space. And she says, stop it. Move away from her. What are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so my sister thinks I'm being threatened. So she starts yelling at him because she doesn't know what's, what's going on. And, she, and she's scared for me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I asked him to leave. And I said, you know what? Since you won't bring down the cover... I demand a full refund. You know, you're not the kind of person I want to do business with ever again. I don't want to, I don't feel safe with you in my home. You need to leave. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, I don't know if I can give you a refund. Look, he was so cagey. And by the way, all this happened without me knowing he was the owner of the company at the time. Oh. I only found out he was the owner later. So he refused to uh, confirm that he would give me a refund. He refused to give me a product. All the while, he's holding the old product in his hand. And he's walking outside. And so, oh, he doesn't walk outside first. I tell him, I'm calling the police if you don't leave. Mm-hmm. So he starts yelling at me some more and he like throws the receipt. I actually take the receipt from him and um, I'm like, leave right now. This is this is not the way I want to do this. And so um, he finally walked outside. My sister and I go to the driveway and I said, I, I, I'm just curious. Do you even have the product? Mm-hmm. Do you even have it? Like, why did you come to my home? Mm-hmm. And my sister happens, because he's in front of our driveway, she looks into his uh, back window. Yeah. She didn't touch anything. She just looks to see if there's a, if there's anything there, because she thought maybe he was just a scammer or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he slaps her hands away. <laughs> and he says, don't touch my car. And she's like, I wasn't touching your car. And you know what the sad part is? We have all this recorded because we have uh, uh, security cameras. Oh, wow. He tried to lie about it and on his online response to me when I offered online feedback. Uh-huh. When I said, I'm calling the police, that's it. You don't touch other people physically, and, and this has just gone way too far. He said, fine, call the police. I'll be waiting for them to tell them what psychos you are. Like, oh. oh, okay. I have the proof. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, so anyway, uh, as soon as I started calling the police, dialing the non-emergency number, he drove off. With your stuff. With both products. Yeah. And no confirmation of a refund. I was so shooken up at that. You know, I feel like I'm downplaying what happened. But, you know, in that moment, guys, I I know I'm talking a lot, but I felt so threatened. I felt so scared. And I hated that this stranger came into my home and made me feel unsafe. Mm -hmm. And every fiber in my being did what we as women feel when we're threatened. It wanted to fight back. Mm -hmm. And I used my voice (laughs) to speak firmly. But I was in my home, yeah. so I felt cornered. And I felt like the only choice I had was to fight. Uh-huh. And I fought by posturing, you know what I mean, and raising my voice and telling him to leave and threatening to call the police. That's what I had at my disposal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
Um, I'm glad. I'm proud but of anyway, you. I feel yeah, like so. I mean, I can feel the like, oh, oh my god, like this the threatened and like not knowing what to do and and like because like we don't want to be mean as women no. and stuff like that. But like when you're when you have to fight, you do, and then you feel bad for it afterwards. Sometimes yeah. it's like, oh, I yelled at him. Like yeah. did did you feel bad afterwards for that? Did you feel somewhat guilty? I no, I did not feel guilty. Good. What I felt was shame. Oh okay. I felt shame because I allowed someone to treat me like that. Hmm. And even though I'm not responsible or and I can't control the actions of another person, I felt anger mm-hmm. that I felt like somehow I invited that. Do you know what I mean? And that is such I don't want to say normal, but so many but women internalize like um trauma like that. Yeah. And we blame ourselves because for it. society does. Society exactly. always blames the victim. And yeah, like it, I guess in a way it is normal. Yeah. So I sat with that. And then shortly later, I sent him a long email and I told him, um, this is not the way I want to do business. I said, I want to speak to the manager, the owner, something. Because remember, at this time, I didn't know he was the yeah. owner. They just told me this guy was going to come. And it's, I, I said owner when I shared the story because later I found out he was the owner of the company. But anyway, I told him, you basically robbed me because you said you can't give me a refund in my home. You took both products. You have my money. And then you got hostile and aggressive. Mm-hmm. To me, that's robbery. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, because it's violent and you take something from some other person. It's different than burglary. You know what I mean? But- that happens when a person's not home. But the point is... After a while, he responded and says, I'm giving you a refund. Ooh, great. I was so happy for my refund. But the damage was done at that point, Jordan. You know? Well, at least, I mean, something happens in the end. Yeah, silver lining. So, okay, so this was one really horrible story. Mm -hmm. As far as takeaways and or what can a person do, like, if you don't feel like you have the courage to stand up and yell back and and what, what can you do? Well, you know, whether, um, uh, first of all, violence is never the answer. Yeah. That's how I feel. Um, so I wasn't going to go swinging for the guy or whatever. Even when he put his hand on my sister, you know, we yelled. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I said, I'm calling the police. That's it. But I don't believe, first of all, violence is the answer. No. I believe you need to defend yourself. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like but if they never... if they came attacking you, then you yeah. have the right to, to hit back. But don't be the one that starts it. I wouldn't exactly. do that. Plus, if it's and a man. And we want to keep her cool. Yeah. yeah. And he, by the way, he was so much bigger than me. Like, he was taller. He was, like, broader. Um, yeah. Like, I think I'm strong, but, like, come on. I know. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. Like, it's just, it's just sad. Because, like, even as, like, I don't know, a teenager, when we'd be, like, wrestling, playing with, like, our dad, like, just the way he can, like, in just playing, hold me down, it's like, okay, wow okay I'll never be able to fight a man off and because my dad's a normal sized man like exactly not tall and, and not you know small what? if we took like self-defense or weight if we like learn you know there's a lot of um uh, physical techniques you can learn to disarm or to fight off somebody who's bigger than you mm-hmm. but I didn't know those at the time right so and but here's a takeaway I have I let myself feel threatened mm. I lost my my composure mm-hmm. I got scared and I reacted from fear. Yeah. Now, talk, and, and so it's not guilt, but what I did is learn something about myself is that I have a long way to go. 
uh, I can work on de-escalating the situation rather than reacting to it from a place of fear. Yeah, cause because I'm sure... if I wasn't afraid, I'm sure I would have been able to talk down the situation a little bit better. Yeah, exactly. But because he was aggressive and he made me feel threatened, I reacted like a cornered animal from a place of fear by by posturing, by uh, threatening to call the police, which, which, you know, justifiably for his actions. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's something I learn and that, you know, there's always, we can learn tools to deescalate. Yeah, because otherwise, because um, like, yeah, you from here, from where we are now, a place of comfort, you can, you can be logical and you'll be like, well, next time I'm going to yeah. do this. But then when you're in exactly. the situation, it, everything changes and... That that only comes with experience, I think, and just like yeah, just the same absolutely. as like au- music auditions, like oh, I'm so nervous, but you have to keep auditioning so that you're no longer nervous mm-hmm. in auditions. I don't know, I, not not that you want to keep being threatened by men, so you get used to being threatened by men. But... No, no, but you're right in the sense that we can practice. There are tools to help us practice conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. There are tools that help us practice being mindful like meditation um, tuning into your body and understanding what your triggers are like obviously I was triggered by this man yelling at me right so I reacted from a place of fear so what I'm saying is there are ways that we can learn when we have time to think rationally and it's in those rational moments that we choose to work on ourselves not when we're actually in the moment yeah. you know what I mean like it's not going to happen in no. the moment it's going to happen when you're calm and you can have time to work on yourself so. yeah and like you don't that doesn't mean like speaking sweetly to him or but it, it is talking no. calm okay I need you to leave and mm-hmm. instead of you know like I need you to leave right now like something like yeah. that You know what it is at the end of the day? I think, and I know I've spoken to other women who had similar aggressive experiences, and I've had other uh, uh, experiences with male aggression in the past as well. So that probably was a trigger for me. You know what I mean? But I think what it is is that, and I'm not blaming all men, so if anyone's listening, please don't misunderstand me. There is a tendency for men to mansplain, to um, talk down, to dismiss and to want to shut up women when they offer contradictory information to what they've decided the narrative is. And I'm not saying, I want to be clear, I'm not saying all men are like this. Absolutely, that's not the case. But that is something that some or a good portion of men tend to resort to, that kind of uh, dominating aggressive behavior. Yeah. That's not okay. I mean, I spoke up about it. I wanted to share this on social media with my VO colleagues, and I found a lot of support. Of course, you know, you're going to have those naysayers. Oh, I know this person, and he would never act this way. I'm sure that the girl deserved it, or, you know, she instigated it, or whatever. I mean, Mm. the comments are disgusting, but here's the thing. We give zero Fs about what other people think of us because they weren't there. So when people speculate it's and people want to offer their opinion and they want to be contradictory to you, this is what I realized. Because that challenges their reality or what they know of the person, the situation, or the truth that they've allowed themselves to believe. Yeah. But we know firsthand abusers can have a smile on their face. And I'm not calling this guy an abuser. I'm just saying he acted aggressive. But yeah, we see a lot of times, those, you know. Yeah, where they'll be like, oh, but he's so cute. Oh, but he's a church man. Yes, like, or okay, he's, he has a smile for everybody. So, but okay. domestic abuse so he, so, victims know that that's not the case, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm not comparing this to domestic abuse, so I just want to be clear on that either. But 
what I'm saying is you never know what a person's like. Yeah. So gaslighting women when they share their experience of men isn't productive. And we don't need to gaslight ourselves as women by shaming ourselves, guilting ourselves, or believing that we were wrong in some way. <laughs> yeah, because so, I have, I mean, just as like a thing, it's like so many people, whenever they're like summing me up when you're doing one of those like things, talking about the other person, they'll be like, well, Jordan would not hurt a fly. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, you don't know me. And uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm vicious Uh-oh. on the inside. <laughs> what and, don't we know? Yet? <laughs> I don't know. But like, so yeah, just because no, this guy is smiling and nice doesn't mean you really know him unless like he, he's your brother. Or, I don't know. Some, even, I guess even your, your siblings though, you can never fully know mm-hmm. once you move out. Like, I don't know what goes on in my brother's life on a like 24 seven basis. Like, maybe he's done stuff that I don't know. Like, I don't know, like, crazy weird stuff. Or maybe he's really quite boring. But, I mean, no, he's not boring. But like, you, No, you're absolutely right. I mean, we never know what anyone's capable of. And, you know, we can only know ourselves. But unless we're doing the work of being self-aware and um, tuning in with ourselves, even we don't really know what we're capable of. Mm-hmm. But we can by understanding who we are and doing internal work. Um, you know, like we always talk about, personal mm-hmm growth, personal development, checking in with yourself, reflecting, not just projecting outwards, but really looking like, okay, well, I know I have a tendency to be like this or do this or whatever. You know what I mean? So we can only ever really know ourselves as well as we want to know ourselves. And we definitely can't really know other people. Oh, as far as just really quick, because I'm thinking about Musar again, which is that Jewish spiritual practice. The teaching is if you can change 1% like in one year, then the work is good. Like you don't have to completely change. Like Mm -hmm. if you have a problem with anger management or even with being honest, like if you told the truth one time when you would have preferred to lie, then then the work worked. And maybe like 99 other times you lie. But if you did it one time when you would have done it the other way, then it worked. Or like you held your tongue this one time and so the work is working and so like his change is gradual basically mm-hmm. is what i'm saying and yeah and like it's so gonna be overnight yeah like we, we do the spiritual practice for the hope that in the one time that this is going to happen we're being threatened by a guy that we do act calmly exactly yes that's so true the work is gradual every little thing that you do to advance yourself adds up you know uh what i what i've learned um through a coach of mine is that sometimes just having the self-awareness is the work Mm -hmm. because it's through that self-awareness that eventually your mind starts to open up to other things about yourself and you naturally want to improve upon them or change them or whatever it is right so um, yeah we don't have to force ourselves to figure it out we don't have to force change change happens just because we've willed it to happen we're like okay I want to improve I want to reflect more I I, I just want to understand this. And so we start to become self-aware. And through that, we change. Yeah, it's like the like AA thing. I, th- I forget exactly what the right word is, but it's either acceptance or acknowledgement is the first step. Like being, oh, oh, oh maybe, maybe it is yeah. awareness. Okay. But yeah, like yeah. awareness uh, is absolutely. the first step. Yeah. So yeah. good. Okay. Yep. So thank you Continuing. guys for listening to that story. But yeah. Yes. Continuing mm-hmm. to work, meditate, take classes on whatever your thing is that you're working on I don't know like like I said like anger management or honesty or mm-hmm. being humble or being less humble something like that or learning to speak up for yourself use yeah. your voice 
Yeah. Um, just uh, just before we go, that was my thing. I liked hiding. Okay, and I think I've mentioned mm-hmm. this in another episode. I liked hiding, and so um, when I experience pain or um, adversity, I hide it. Mm. I don't show it to other people mm-hmm. because I didn't want to be vulnerable. And allowing yourself to be strong in your vulnerability can help so many other people, not just yourself. You don't know who it's helping. So for me to be able to share my story with others was a huge step, which is mm. owning my voice in yeah, that way. it is. So, I mean, and it, we just got to own who we are. Good, bad, ugly, beautiful. It is why we call this Blooming Voices. Mm-hmm. So hopefully your voices are starting to bloom. And yes. thank you for joining us again. Yes, thank you guys. So we have all of these contact methods like Twitter, Instagram, email, bloomingvoicespodcast at gmail.com and the website bloomingvoices.com. Thank you for joining us again. And email us if you have any questions or if you want to share your story. We would love to have you on and inspire us with how you overcame adversity or a challenge or anything. We love you guys. See you next time. Thank you. Bye. That's our show. Didn't get enough of the twins? Go to bloomingvoices.com for more information and let us know what you thought of the episode. Twitter, Instagram, email, we've got the works. We'll see you next Wednesday.